Enter New R Presents. Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern, Episode 43 Player Conflict. This episode was recorded live at twitch.tv slash lantern noir. Hey there, Lantern Noir here. In this episode, Greybeard and I set out to talk about player conflict, and in doing so, talked a great deal about safety tools at the gaming table. Our conversation does include a frank conversation about the kinds of topics that some players may find triggering or deeply upsetting. Please exercise your best judgment in deciding to listen to this episode. Thanks. Hello and welcome to Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern. My name is Rob, a.k.a. Lantern Noir, and joining me as is often the case on a Tuesday at that magic time when the offices open, close and the bars open would be... Greybeard at Greybeard Tavern. How have you been, my friend? It's been a minute. Ah, you know, uh, I got to play in one of your games since last we talked. Uh, so, Amaze Balls, that's, that's, that's very cool. Um, my, uh, so, my home game with, uh, I, I have decided to let go of the Grognard tag because it's gaining, it's gaining a lot of, negativity you know mm. in 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 the in days and age and i i used it as a a poke poke stick you know grumpy old gamers kind of thing um but uh uh i i'm kind of calling them the old guard now the old, the old guard. guard old guard gaming is, guard is gaming. my in my discord chat that's what they're listed all the stuff we do with just them is is old guard gaming and then all the private channels you know just for me and those guys um yeah i they uh there must be hundreds of texts today alone because they don't use discord they use texts old and, school and it's just it's just no, they, okay. i i i gotta yeah, interrupt go i gotta i gotta interrupt to ask when they text do they actually have a keyboard or do they have to push like the number two button twice to get a b and the three <laughs> button once to get a d like, are they really old school texting? So let me tell you, they oh, they they have kicked, spit, fought, bit, elbowed to not get smartphones. A couple of them, and and so and so, yes, it's 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 pretty old school. They're they're more up to date now, um, but uh, but yeah, uh, they. I mean so many texts today it's just a beautiful beautiful you know it's and it's all campaign stuff so that's a note that you know you're doing something right is they just they're like you know all talking about it and coordinating and you know there's questions flying and i'm at work and i'm like i can't answer your questions (laughs) because one of them one of them isn't working one of them is like a freelance guy and two of them work like second, third shift, you know, like much later shifts. So I'm at work and the questions are flying. And to answer them, I got to like jump out of the firewall and go past the thing and turn off the, you know, the, the stuff. And so it's really do. funny. It's really funny, you know. Um, so 
I, I will take a, a quick pause to welcome okay. Huzi and Angie and Azteki to our chat today. Azteki has discovered the the animated emotes as well. <laughs> I see that, and we're having some fun with it. You were then you were about to say something as well. Well, uh, I'm under the belief that so there's a group chat, and when I'm at my house, I absolutely cannot send texts to them to the group, and I'm pretty sure it's one of the other four people in the thing because everyone else I can send texts to but this one individual hmm. I, I think their phone is just you know it, it goes iPhone ugh, and just will not take my <laughs> take my texts so yeah, anyway that's uh, a bummer and well it's interesting too that you bring that up because there was hmm. just a Twitter thread um, it's not Gear Hates Computers. Um, mm. There was a Twitter thread that just I saw hey. today because today I had teacher in service, which, you know what? I'm in my last semester. I'm going to start putting stuff on the table. <laughs> Meant I got to play a lot on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but it was like, what's? how do you know? What do you want your players to say to you to tell you you've done a good job running the game? And like one of the real popular threads mm. was talk about my game after it. Yeah, like that that knowledge that what you did is living with the players enough that it's it's filling their headspace to um, to, to t take up their time away from the game table. Right. So that when you don't have to do like big recaps because they're all like, yeah, this happened and this happened, this happened. And now we need to know what comes next. Mm -hmm. And that's a sign that you've you've hit something. Right. Which is a lot of fun as a as a dungeon master. Um to have those yeah uh gear there he he's been working on maps for me and stuff so it's a it's been amazeballs i mean they they have really started to get in it in it and like you know one guy is doing up spreadsheets and you know a, the other guy is like coordinating things and equipment and stuff and gears making maps and you know and and plans and so it's it really we we must be at that we hit the stride where okay everybody feels comfortable let's let's get this campaign going so um and also too i'm running a sandbox because i love me some sandboxes and so i went here it is here's your goals good luck what do you do like i don't know i'm i'm not in charge of this unit you guys survive <laughs> i had to make up like 40 some npcs um because <laughs> it's a sandbox <laughs> and and those are great we we um uh two sessions ago with the convergence we had a bit of a the the downside to a roller coaster style game came to a head mm. because yeah. we hit a spot where it's like okay i can re i can lay down new tracks mm. if you want but bear in mind you're on a course to go off this track yeah, and it was really clear, and it was really on the nose, and it's probably something we're going to talk about later today. Hmm. Um, but that's kind of like that downside to the non-sandbox game. Right, you hit those moments. But things I just for something like that, I can't prep sandbox. There's just too right. many choices. Yeah, and it's it, it's a it's all a streaming and not streaming is a yes. different is a different thing too. If you're streaming. You got to keep them on track, and you got to you got to hit story beats and keep moving. In 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 a home game like this, if they want to spend 
three three hours of gaming just chatting it up that's awesome they can do that you know the other thing you can get away with with a home game is you can do things like say all right guys i was not expecting you did mm. to, to 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 dig up the body of the mayor's wife to start mm. like asking questions and and see if there's a secret temple under there i'm gonna need some time so how about y'all play a quick game of Settlers of Catan while I go in the other room with my notebook? Yeah. And you yeah. can do that. Or go, I know we say we hang out till midnight and it's only nine. I propose we end the night with a game of diplomacy. Right. And next week we'll pick up with what happens when you start interrogating the kobold you were supposed to kill. Yes. If we're still friends because we're playing diplomacy. Oh, God. An excellent point. A game I will never... Did I tell you why I will not play diplomacy? Uh-uh. Okay. Uh -uh. Fun fact. Mm. Uh, I'm in high school. I don't have mm. my license yet. Buddy picks me up. We all go to one guy's <laughs> house, and we play diplomacy. Mm-hmm. On turn four, I'm out. Huh. Like, out. Yeah. They They all screwed me completely repeatedly and i literally had no territory left right we are 40 minutes into the evening yeah and i say so what, what's going on tonight and i said well, well we're gonna play it and i'm like but i uh what am i doing right and i sat there and watched a game of diplomacy <laughs> for three and a half hours because i had uh, no ride home oh and i will never play diplomacy again yeah, somebody in that in that case, it's it's either all right, guys. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Why don't we call it and, and start again? Or, hey, do you want to read any of these books, or do you want to you know play Atari or you know, like, you know so, so, can somebody give me a quick ride home? Y'all can take a break. No oh, man, we're into mm -hmm. the game. Like, yep. Really, guys? Really? Yeah. Really? Although, uh, ironically, I love me a Game of Thrones, the board game. Right. 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 Which yeah. is diplomacy-esque. Yeah, we, uh, again, I know we've said this, I've told that story before, but it, it always, we played it, the two times we played it, none of us had read the books, and this was way before the series, and so none of us really understood the Game of Thrones, right? And so we were all like, eh, how about we call a truce here, this river will be the border, and that's cool. Oh, I'm sorry, he's you know, because the other guys who had read the books and knew what the game was about came out swinging. So then we were all like, hey, that's not cool. Hey, how about we be get good? You know, we're allies and <laughs> we're we're like got a truce. So how about we beat him up? And, then, you know, it just and <laughs> and the people who did know were all like, you don't know how to play this. He's going to win, you know, and um, we don't care. <laughs> it's, it's a fun it's a it's a fun game. Again, a game full of conflict and conflict resolution. Mm -hmm. uh, so i guess are you, I, go ahead i i will since we're gonna head that way i will tell a story Please. so we used to have uh we we used to run the gamers uh guild at uh at western uh michigan university um and then it became so big that we added another day we we were able to get rooms on Sunday too, so we would do Friday nights and Sunday during the day for war games. We would play the big war games or big board games and stuff, and we played uh, 
Republic of Rome, which Ooh. is like very much diplomacy. And yes, that would, it's a double dealing, backstabbing, you know, destroy each other thing. And yeah, it's it, a friend of mine used to just grit his teeth because, you know, alliances would form and then he would be like, no, that's not how you play this. You have to make deals and it, it, they have to change alliances all the time. And there was one guy who was just like, I assassinate him. Like every round he would just hire, he would take all his money from his properties and territories and hire assassins to kill people. Like every turn of the game and stuff. And just, oh, anyway. It's an interesting strategy. Resolution. It's yeah. An interesting <laughs> strategy. And if the game is well designed, it will mm -hmm. be almost effective. Right. It can't be really effective because that sounds a little too like, well, if everyone just hires assassins, but it should have some value to it. It And it did. It did. He had to have he had to have other people protecting him from other things. And then he would be the assassin guy, because when when you're caught in that game, when you're caught doing the assassinations you basically like lose almost everything your house is disgraced and you lose a bunch of stuff and then you have to be another person from the house and so you might get new stats and new things and and be a different person but he was just like i'm the house of assassins <laughs> the house of a thousand assassins you know? this is what i do mm -hmm. i assassinate people yeah interesting that does sound like a potentially high stress kind of thing. So, well, with the conflict resolution side of things, it kind of actually bridges a little bit. Um, it's come up in a couple of different places uh, over the last week and a half. Part of it was what happened uh, the day after our last get together, because that was when yeah. I had a, a game of the convergence. And I, I said it when we started, um, what it kind of like a little bit of backstory here. We, uh, the story's been, I have this general story arc. There are three major bullet points they're supposed to get through. And they were finally gained a bullet point one. Mm. And the original plan, that, that's not really relevant. Um, they had to interact <laughs> with this NPC. Mm. And um, I, as a DM, had bumped into a little bit of a plot hole because mm. I wasn't sure why this NPC was going to tell them how to save the world. Like he has okay. this knowledge, he can save the world. Yeah. And um, he's been working on it in solitude in the back of this old abandoned movie complex yeah. for many years. Very he's, cool. he's fully worked it out. Hype Goblin, welcome. Uh, one, one awesome human and one perfectly average one. Let's not, uh, let's, mm. I'm a big fan of undersell over deliver. Uh -huh. So I always, yeah, awesome, average. Um, at least I think so. Um, but so my, I filled the plot hole by thinking, well, I'll just have him insist that the PCs think of him like be his minions. <laughs> like as long as they're as long as they're like, fine, we're your minions. What do we do to save the world? He'll go. Here's how you save the world. Right. And um, what ended up happening, they got in. He goes. Oh, I have minions. You can help me save the world now. And they all went, excuse me, baking soda. <laughs> and uh, it just, it spiraled. And it mm. was one where it's like part of my frustration as the DM was tied to, but you guys, you, you don't have other options. And they kept going, well, we have other options. I kept thinking, not really. 
we'll go to the Imperial City. And my brain goes, you mean the place where you're wanted? Right. We'll go to the university. The place in the Imperial City? <laughs> where well, you're wanted? I, I'm smart. I'll figure it out. He's been working on it for four years, and he's not an adventurer. He's not distracted by keeping his intestines inside his body. Yeah. You, on the other hand, get in a lot of combat, and you get concussions. Are you sure? <laughs> um, and we had to do a like timeout. Yeah. Um, it wasn't quite at the level where they called it. Um, I yeah. was the one who called the timeout. I I, I pulled out the red card. But it was one where when we play, I keep uh, the Zoom chat open. And that yeah. is the understood, if we start to go somewhere, any any re any color to me as a Zoom message is the, whoa, whoa, we, we're, we're somewhere I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And then we sat down. We, we just stopped talking in character. We stopped role playing. We said, all right, what what does everyone want out of this moment? What's everyone's vision for the story at this stage? What's everyone's hope for the campaign? What do we want to do here? Yeah. I, I like the way you asked that too. That, that's pretty good. You know, okay. What are your expectations? Because obviously we are miscommunicating <laughs> and, and it's okay to like shh, time out 15 yard penalty. Let's just, let's just back this up, you know? Yeah, um, and that's one so. of those where it, it came down to, and I've said this with my students a lot as a teacher, um, what's everyone expect? Because misaligned expectations cause ninety percent of conflicts. Exactly. You know, she, you, you say you're going steady. She expects you to stop Snapchatting with other girls. Mm. You expect to be able to keep doing that. You have misaligned expectations. You now have conflict. Yes. So that's the kind of thing where that we got that down, and and they said we don't want you to have to rewrite everything. I'm like, I don't mind. Right. Don't don't adapt what you do in the story element because you're afraid I'm going to have to do dungeon master work. Yeah. I signed up for dungeon master work. It's why it says, you know, dungeon master mm. under my name <laughs> in the overlay. I, right. I knew what I got into. Um, I'd rather not do that for a variety of reasons, but you know, if, if you want to go a different route, we can go a different route, but let's kind of recap some backstory. Um, take a moment to breathe. And I even had thought in the moment about stopping, like turning the stream off Yeah, and actually taking us out of the stream and doing this in private. And the big thing, that reason I didn't was I was, I was, I was feeling really cocky. Mm. I was, right. you're like, cocky. Cause I was really confident. The five of us could resolve it peacefully out of character. Yeah. Without having to do the, you know, without going into places that would have been uncomfortable to share with people. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So, yeah, it, it, it's not like one player would break down because that's how my mother died. You know, that 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 kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So okay. Um, gotcha. And we did we did review the the safety things. Mm -hmm. um, and I said when we started the the stop, I said you know we can we can go offline, but I kind of want to just let's let's just do this here. Um, mm -hmm. And after the fact, we talked about the modeling that moment at the table of like, Hey, we need to breathe. Yeah. Are we all good here? Yeah. Are we all still friends? Right. Are we walking away from the table as friends? Um, and it was a really neat experience. And that was a really good, it was a really intense session with a lot of good stuff that happened both before and after I learned a lot. 
I'll say that too. Um, yeah. Because one of the things that I guess it never about people, about gaming, about the situation. I don't want to overplay it, but there were yeah. two things that I saw happening early on in that in exchange. I don't know if this is so much conflict resolution as potential conflict warning. Mm. Okay. I presented to four players, um, one individual who said, I am smarter than all of you, so you <laughs> need to listen to me, and you will not figure it out as fast as I have. Yeah. And they all had had experiences with people telling them they couldn't do something and being dismissive of, dismissive of them, and yeah. that struck a nerve. Gotcha. Um, I, I don't think gender was not a factor, um, mm. but again, all four of them did say, well, it's not... It, it, what wasn't a woman thing. I said, oh, my experience talking to women is that often is, but okay, fair. But I also know on the flip side of that, um, presenting an NPC who said, I have been studying something extensively. I am very smart about this. And having the players go, we can figure it out on our own faster than you did. Yeah. Struck a nerve with me. Because the the thing about about being a, a gray gray bearded educator is uh, is there's a lot of things I've tried and done and I know why they don't work and it's really frustrating to have the new guys come in and go well you just haven't tried this yet you don't know what you're doing I I have my degree don't you know I know how this works and, and it was weird that that from both sides of that exchange we were both triggered yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, and, you know, I, I come from the school of hard knocks, so I, uh, you know, I, I've got the scars to prove a lot of things that I've had to learn over the years. Um, always, yeah, that's that's really, uh, again, it's a good good example to talk about. And, and I think that in a way, you know, you both went, whoa, let's let's revisit this, you know. And, and I think, too, it wouldn't have been, because I've done this a lot of times in role playing, uh, particularly when I'm the DM, I'm like, "This is not me. This is the character." <laughs> you know, I I love you guys. Thanks for playing in my game and all that. But this is the BBEG. You know, he's he's the big bad evil guy. He he's he's evil, and he's going to be mean and nasty and horrible. And if it's triggering, let's let's revisit it. But I, this is this is me acting as that character, you know. So now, if we have to if we have to look at something differently or, or play it different, that that's that's great, you know. Um, uh, particularly, I, I run a horror game, so a lot of times, <laughs> I will I will beforehand I will say to someone or something, hey, instead of saying what exactly I have planned which again, in a horror movie, the anticipation sometimes is, is, is way out there. I will say, are you okay with, you know, body transformation? And then they'll go, oh, am I? Oh God, what? yeah, let's try it, you know? And then, then, they, then they wait for it and they, you know, they're, they're waiting to see what happens. And then I'm like, you're a possum. And, you know, this and, that. and they're like, a possum, what the hell? And, you know, um, you go from there. You know, it's interesting too. Speaking of being in front of these conflicts, there's a lot of conversation about um, session zero um, brain fart. Session zero, session zero safety talks. Mm. And one thing that I, I'm going to be a little weird. 
I'm not a really big fan of checklists when there are new players. Yeah. Like I can respect um, if you've got a bunch of veterans, your old guard, you mm-hmm. sit down and say, look, here are all the things that can happen in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let mark these as cool. I guess if it has to, please don't. And dear God, mm-hmm. if you do that, I'm leaving the table. <laughs> um, that's a good tool. Um, yeah. By the way, you always want to take a Lantern Noir present survey. They're very well written. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can also imagine handing that list to a total new player. Yeah. And saying here, like, I, I have to wonder how many people who are coming into the D&D space for the first time would yeah. look at that list and go, wait, 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 wait. Why am why are you asking me my opinion on having someone's eyeballs crushed? Mm. Like is that a thing that happens? And you could go, no, 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 it's it's not a thing that has to happen. And you, you, but it's on the checklist. If it's not a thing that happens, why is it on the checklist? Yes. You put it yeah. on the checklist. And you go, well, I didn't make the checklist. Well, you printed it. Um and I I, don't, I, I want to try to like get those people in before we scare them with the crushing eyeballs. <laughs> Yeah, the, um, the, the, the the good thing to do is go, these are the standards, unacceptable, Blah, right at the top. And then and then put in the, the variables could happen. That way, they, you know, they they have an idea that, that these are off the table and never going to be on the table ever. And in any role playing game that you walk into where those are on the table, feel free to say no. <laughs> Got to go. Ain't happening. You know, um, yeah, and to be the old man, I'll say we didn't have that, you know, 35 years ago or more when when I started DMing. And and as I look back, I'm like, wow, yeah, because I that for me as a dungeon master, that was part of the the fun, part of the exploration is to give these these horrible moral choices. You know, do you want the magic sword or save the puppy? Hmm? Super magic sword, save puppy, can only do one, you know, and <laughs> that like, not puppy exactly, but you know what I mean, that kind of thing. And then that and I I never thought of it as, oh, this could be triggering, this could, you know, be something somebody doesn't like. And and yeah, looking back now, yeah, I mean, whew, that that just would be not acceptable. I, there's no way I would run something like that without talking to people first. Well, it's interesting. You know? um, Unstable Deus uh, mentioned in chat that political games have a higher risk of triggering players, partially through the dirty play side of things. Mm. Um, especially when you get into, and this is another thing to talk about, is the the role of player versus player, um, player versus player conflict and player versus environment conflict and character versus character conflict. Yeah. Because I think that there's, there are layers of conflict. Um, there are things like uh, the players can start to, the characters can get into a thing, mm-hmm. but then the players can get into a thing um, on top of that. Uh, so storyteller yeah. for Vampire the Masquerade, there's a whole host of terrible actions, arguably worse than that. Uh, <laughs> referring to the previous thing that, yeah, um, mm-hmm. I would, uh, is it okay to get, we're not touching that one, Chief. <laughs> Gear, I love you, man. We're not touching that one. Um, but, yeah, Vampire is especially known for being the kind of game that you have to be very careful 
introducing new players to. And welcome, uh, NV Courier. We're glad to have you hanging out with us on the podcast. Um, because it's a very, it's a, a game of horror. It's a game of yeah. pushing those envelopes, which it's, it's weird. I can think of situations where, at least for me, mm-hmm. I was comfortable with some pretty horrific storytelling happening. But mm-hmm. when somebody says, oh, yeah, we got your character killed. Right. I'm like, we're time. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the Mrs. Noir and I met playing live action vampire. Right, right, and right. I had left the game. I didn't have time to, to go anymore. She had continued playing. And there was a whole, the entire game was converted into Sabbat. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not, that was not a game I wanted to play. Yeah. And for me, being like roped into that moment of, well, now you have to be, because that's the way this game is set up, would have been like a and out. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, that would have been something that I was, I was not up for. But I can also see that creating lots of conflicts on the way that require those conversations. Yeah. I mean, and, and two, it can be, again, a player or not player character conflict can be absolutely amazing mm-hmm. dr gear uh ran an adventure that was me and muddy we were the only two players and we had opposing goals and Ooh. and and we you know twisted and the things were going and, and we would get we would we would start laughing because it would get so crazy and so tense as our machinations were building that we would just start laughing because we're like, oh my god, why are we going here? This is so horrible. And 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 so if you are characters and and, and you're playing the characters, that's fine. Where the conflict and resolution sometimes needs to be is when it's player hating player because in college again 30 years ago (laughs) they you know we didn't know and we didn't understand this and so i mean we i in one campaign i had like mm, seven to nine players and one of the players was actively hiring assassins to kill another player Mm. because they didn't like the person (laughs) not Mm. not the player but at the time didn't think about it. Nine players got a story to tell. Meh, whatever. Sure. They take, mark the gold out. I got stats for an assassin here. When it comes up, we'll put it in, you know, and, and it's just in the queue. Didn't even, didn't even think about it. Didn't even think about it where now I would go, okay, cool. And I would take the other person aside and I'd be like, okay, someone's trying to assassinate you. Is, is this cool? And then, you know, kind of go with it. And then I would make sure it's not a player hating player thing, but a character in the character story arc has a reason to want to assassinate them and whatnot. Uh, another one for conflict was the the like 19 people uh, game I ran that was like Game of Thrones back in 1990, where I had three teams of like eight people. And, and, you know, they all, they all were, it was all about political machinations and assassination attempts. And they were like these noble gangs trying to wipe each other out to take control of the kingdom. And I ran that for like three months. And then there, it was accepted. This is more, it was more like a board game and we're competing. And, you know, if you die, you make a new character, you're in next week. No biggie, you know, don't, don't worry too much about it. So, um, 
yeah, if you set the expectations up front, then you won't have, like we were saying, you won't have those conflicts. But to broadside someone, you know, with a dump truck full of, you know, other player hate, oh, well, no, I can't imagine it. It part of part of why we're, we were hashing out on Twitter today. I'm at Lantern Noir and at Greybeard Tavern, um, and I think we need to make that a habit. So we just need to like tweet at each other on Monday night, Tuesday mm. morning, and say what's our topic, and we can do it out there in the open. And if people yeah. want, they're following us, want to chime in, that's you're welcome to. Um, yeah, because we. As as Greybeard joked, uh, this was one of the first times we had a topic more than fifteen minutes before we sat down. Um, we're we're getting old, and we've mm. we're, we've we're now well into the we've heard this story before phase. So mm-hmm. you know, advanced plans for you you kids. We're, we're we don't have that kind of time left on this earth to sit around and plan. That, that's time we can do something else. My grandfather loved him to death, but he never bought green bananas. <laughs> he always swore that was just too much optimism at his age. <laughs> I love that. I so love that. It's beautiful. Yeah, we're going through. Mm. How about these? Oh, they're they're too green. Mm. I'm like, mm. oh, okay. Um, anyway, topic mm. uh, That's also possible. That this is the first <laughs> time we remember the topic was okay. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. We said that. What did we say the topic was going to be? I don't know. What did you say it was going to be? We don't know. We're going to go back to the drawing board or something. Maybe. We, did we write it down? I think um, it's on the Twitters. Mm-hmm. That's how you know you're old, too. It's mm-hmm. it's the whatever the site is with an S attached. The Facebooks. Um, um. But part of what got me thinking in this line, I was watching a conversation on the D&D Beyond forums, and they were talking about what to do about the fact that the players were getting into a conflict and um deus has brought up the player versus player is not good pc versus pc is good mm-hmm. um and i support that and what would happen is several of the conversations down well the first thing that popped up was people are coming now to the argument with i've got backup characters ready to roll mm. and and to me that's a sign that the characters are in a conflict and the players are starting to say i have backup characters I don't think the DM can stop that fight. That that actual <laughs> we are rolling initiative. I don't think the DM can stop that fight from happening now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like. Go ahead. I I used to I used to do the forty by forty room when people were being chuckleheads. The the gods would go fight it out because it was a bunch of college guys and you know and and occasionally one or two. Uh, uh, girls women and uh so i would put a 40 by 40 room down and be like okay you guys duke it out for a while when the dust settles then then i'll come back to dming but you know eh, because we were all crammed in an apartment there was like like i said seven to nine of us in any day all of a sudden somebody's giving someone a monkey bump or you know you know ow it hurts don't it you know and those kind of things and so yeah oh so People conflicts, <laughs> not even necessarily involved in the game. Well, you know, and what's interesting, uh, as I was reading those responses, somebody said, "Well, if they're if they're adults, they're going to know to keep things in character." And I had this thought about mm-hmm. the fact that there are conflicts that, especially in modern gaming, that go above and beyond the the characters. Where things like, how are you even thinking about that? 
becomes now a player player conflict. Right. You know, I know you said you're playing an evil wizard, but I'm sorry, you're doing what to her? Right. And and it kind of hit me. How did you even how did that machination even come into your head? Because you, you you only think about the, you know, advancement of your spells or, or whatever, you know, hey, you really would, you know, you really would waste your time, your precious study time to take it out on this other individual. They're beneath you, right? You know, <laughs> Yeah, shadow shadow comes. I, I have a backup character is, is shorthand for I'm not really invested. <laughs> like, okay, that's fair. Um, it's not quite the level of hide behind the pile of of dead bards yet, <laughs> right? Um, right. But that's its own story. And if you've never seen the Gamers Two, <laughs> an independent film about playing Dungeons and Dragons, that's your homework tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's definitely a wonderful bit of old school quasi third edition. Yeah. Uh, D and D spoofed them. Yep. Um, and three is a good, sorry, three is a good follow up where they go after mm. the collectible card industry. Exactly. Excuse me, but it did get me into that, like thinking more and more about conflicts that are inherently going to become player conflicts mm. because they've we've created situations where people are saying, "Yeah, I'm." I'm okay with my character doing this kind of thing. And that's just the way that it's going to roll. We have to be okay with me having conceived this as a plan. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes there's room to kind of stop and go, okay, this it's okay for this to be an out of character conflict because this is, uh, this is deeply uncomfortable to the people at the table. Yeah. Which then loops back to what we talked about at the beginning about those safety tools where you can say, okay, you know, red card. Mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable with your character doing that to this person. Not my character's not comfortable. Yeah. Me, Lantern, the DM is um, not really on board with what you're suggesting now. Like I have, a, can we, can we dissect where you're coming from mm -hmm. for this? Yeah. Um, what do you, where are you at with that kind of thing? Is that something that you've seen happen or did, can you foresee it happening? Well, yeah, the, so I, I have played in a lot of groups and sometimes there is, there is, you know, dynamics going on that you do not understand, you know? Oh, the, okay. The, and again, this is all, you know, 15, 20 years at least ago. <laughs> but, oh, the DM likes this person. Oh, <laughs> that's what's going on here. So, okay. So either I have to now go, got it. I understand that player dynamic. And I'm, I'm, I'm along for the ride. This is now the, the you know, the beloved individual show and we you know we are now supporting characters to that individual and and whatnot or mm. you know a dm who really doesn't like someone at the table and and hates the person because the group formed out of mutual friends well this guy doesn't like this guy and hence the dm is going to 
make it painful for the other person and try to drive them from the game rather than being an adult and going, hey, it's not working out. I don't think you're fitting in or, you know, I I can't DM for you. How about we split ways or you go join a different party or, or something, you know? Uh, sometimes you gotta fire your players or your DM. <laughs> <laughs> or or acknowledge that the um the value of the gathering of people is greater than the story arc you're trying to sell. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I can think of some like I, I would love to do different kinds of stories with different friends, but I I know those friends enough to know mm -hmm. that we just can't go down certain roads together because it's not gonna end well. Yeah. Um, and as much as we would like to say, well, I'm not going to insert my personal politics into a D&D &D game. Um, that's another one of those, like, I'm not trying to force a conflict, but I also don't think things like trans people are people is a <laughs> political view that I'm pushing. It's it's an act of, of reality. Yeah. Um, we just kind of got to do what we got to do. You know, and we have to, to make sure that you're aware that's that's not something that's a conflict we're going to have that I'm not going to compromise on. Right. That 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 should have been in that that session zero top part. Transphobia not accepted here. Yeah. You're out. You yep. know. Um, let's see here. So we have some some interesting points from chat um, sure. to mention in here. Um, Stable Deuce, uh sent me the link and I reposted it for the um, TTRPG safety toolkit, which if I mm. remember right, that includes the um, the checklist. And I also mm -hmm. believe it has uh, with it the cards for the table where mm. you can just put your finger on something. Depending even, on what kit it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't actually have to even say, I'm going to be, you know, I'm calling the red card. You can just go, hey, you know, my hand's here. Hopefully you notice it before things get really worse. Yep. Um, and that's a really, that's a really useful tool uh, to come back to. Um and then we also have the comment from Angie, which I think is a good one, which is player conflict arising out of the I'm too nice to wave the red card. And that oh. and that's one of those where um, I've seen that abused in other circles, or at least mm -hmm. I haven't seen it. I've heard of it being abused from play people that I believe were adequately relating the story. So I wasn't there to see it, but yeah. I trust the storytellers. And they were usually in the form of... Um, a weak person will tell me I need to stop doing this. Mm. I, and, and so you never tell me to stop because you're too strong for that. And imposing on someone the idea that you don't call for a pause to play because mm. you're too something for that, which completely <laughs> defeats wow. the purpose of having the, the pause button. Right. The pause button is for safety purposes. And if you're in a position where you're like, well, I don't want to be the one to say red to what you said because I really want to stay at this table. I don't want people to think I'm someone always calling red. I mean, and, and the truth is there are tables where if one player keeps saying, hang on, guys, I'm not cool with that. Hang on, guys, I'm not cool with that. There might be a breakup of that table. Yeah. But that's not always a bad thing either because if the play other players aren't going, hey, we have four times tried to assault the barmaid and all four times this guy over here keeps saying they're not cool with it. 
I kind of feel like you're okay being the one to go. I'm <laughs> I'm okay with them kicking me out over this. Right. Or maybe I should just freaking leave. Yeah. You, this is not my jam, and I'm not I'm not here for this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's sad that that that's a thing because the whole point of the safety tools is to have a way to communicate. This is not something. This is causing memories or experiences um, to um, that are just deeply upsetting. Yeah. And they're trying to minimize the later conflicts, mm. uh, the conflicts where and they happened in the in the other space where it's like those relationships deteriorated and left people very hurt because someone had said, well, you can't you shouldn't a stronger person in this right. relationship wouldn't wave the red card now. Well, at the end of the day, <laughs> the relationship still completely tanked and people yeah. really got hurt. I kind of see the same thing here with this kind of conflict at the table. If and it goes back to where I started with my story with the the women in my convergence group, yeah. I think if I hadn't called a stop, no matter what came out of that, we were going to be in a worse place than we were when I did. Yeah. And the the better move was to call the stop early, rather than yeah. look back three sessions later, and go, okay, well now that your characters are beaten and bruised. Now that you really feel hemmed in by the plot, yeah. now that, you know, our last session was, how many waves of gnolls can you survive? <laughs> um, clearly no one's having fun. What do we do to fix it? Yeah. And, and that's not the goal. The goal is to get in front of these things, to, to keep the conflict to interesting character drama, not player drama. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It should always be about the characters. Never about, never about the individuals around the table. So, um, yeah. And I guess too, that, that kind of leads us into like a convention mindset too, because when you're running at a convention, you know, you have no idea what's at your table, who they are or what's going on. And, you you know you need to be willing to stop on a dime and 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 like you said lay new track you're like oh whoa okay this is curse of Strahd, and this person's afraid of blood or afraid of vampires or you know whatever and you're like oh this okay is well be hard yeah but i but i need to get through a three-hour session here so you're either going to take that person aside and talk to them or, you know, it's, talk to everyone else at the table. We have and, a three-hour session schedule. How about we take a 15-er to go get our food for the next two and a half of the session? Can I talk mm. to you for a second? <laughs> yeah. And not because it's a bad thing. Like, just a right. legit, like, hey, there were some things in the book you might not have, in the, the guidebook about this that we're reading. I'm happy to give you your ticket back. Yep. Um are you sure this is the table you want to be at? If it's in yeah. things that fit within the realm of accept, like generally acceptable of the game yeah. um, and things that are on the flip side, I don't think a player is wrong to go. I'm sorry. I think I need my ticket back. Mm -hmm. This wasn't in the book <laughs> when I signed up for this adventure or, or even, even, Oh, they said there's an empty spot here. I didn't even look at the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I had no idea what I was signing up for. I just needed a game and they pushed me here. I'm sorry. 
you know? Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think the yeah. biggest conf- the b- biggest player-player conflict out of that is to have somebody say, oh, you're a bad person for not wanting to engage in this kind of story arc. <laughs> like, unless we're talking something that's really, really, like, out there, it's like, it's okay. Like, some people just, that's just not a story arc they want to get into. You don't want to deal with a campaign where there's acceptable slavery, I'm not going to begrudge you that. You're free to say, that's not my jam. I don't want to be part of that. Um, And there is a room for us when we have really run out of topics Mm. um, to say, let's talk about all the kinds of things that we can sneak into a game that are going to make people uncomfortable, but, you know, we could probably make work. Um, (laughs) You're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I know you see the grist mill of my own mind was like, "Mm." hmm. I don't know. No. <laughs> they probably don't want to. No, I love the. Well, I mean, there's I'd some, have to work on that. Yeah, one. there are uh, there are things that are, but it's like it's it's a matter of using these tools to, to get in front of conflicts before they escalate. Yeah, and that's the biggest one because once they've started, it's hard to come back. Yep. Yeah. I uh, there's uh, there's certain people uh, on Twitter I follow just because they are you know pushing that what what some might call the woke boundary of gaming and and so yeah so a lot of times they have such horrible conflicts and and people will say the most horrible things to them and and they are like no no you're not understanding you you're being horrible to me and I, I, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to say, these are my boundaries. You don't have to have my boundaries. <laughs> you know, this is mine. And, and I don't want to punch you in the nose. So please don't punch me in the nose. We can get along mm-hmm. and stuff. We just have to understand that, that these are the things that aren't acceptable to me. And I'm not going to go there. And my not wanting to go there should in no way impede your fun you go there just not with me <laughs> you know if if you want to paint all your little guys as 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 nazis that's great you know i know this isn't world war ii this is you know a my little pony game but if you want to put swastikas on your my little ponies great you just Curiously. do that with somebody else yeah I, was uh, like, I i think you should be a different table and i think that's and that's where it's interesting from a cultural point of view the things that we're able to go yeah i could see that as something that could happen at the game table and the mm, i'd be uncomfortable seeing that in the hobby <laughs> deus brings up a, a concept for a character that comes from a society that practices infanticide and eugenics that's pretty hardcore um, happened historically. And and then the thing to to go with that is that if if you're the one pushing those things, that might be hard to sell. And again, talk about it in the session zero. If you're if you're the character who is, you know, got the horrible dark backstory and you, you know, it's your tragic, you know, epic backstory. I, I think that's a much easier sell, and people would be like, ooh, I can play with that, you know. It requires so. the players knowing each other very well. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, that was actually, White Wolf had that in the um, Werewolf the Apocalypse. 
the Black Fury tribe, 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 tribe would drown all male cubs born into it. Whoa. That was mm. how there were only women as Black Furies. Mm. Um, they did. Yeah, that was fair. And I, I managed to convince a, Dion, a storyteller to let me play a male Black mm. Fury who was the, the Metis, the, 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 the called the mule. Yeah. Uh, so they had deformities and they couldn't bear offspring. And so it became yeah. one of those, this one was spared. And there mm. were other story arcs to that and a little bit of like what I thought had happened in the background and what the, mm. the storyteller had really planned for what had happened since I wasn't there to see it. Um, yeah. Sometimes the males went to the child, uh, children of Gaia, that also did happen. But mm. it, it strikes me as, and I'm, I'm trying to imagine the, the, the conversation over on the forum that sparked my brain as, a, this would be a fun one to talk about. Um, which is a really heavy, we should have had a trigger warning at the beginning of this thing. Mm. Um, note to self, record trigger warning uh, for this episode, which I have not done yet. Um, mm. I'll have to remember to do that when I, when I master it. Um, yeah. Where's I going with this? Oh, the kinds of things where the conversation can move from, Deus, we really owe you for this, uh, character to character drama mm-hmm. into player to player drama. That's a legitimate drama. So, yeah. like, we're talking about our characters. Deus's character says, well, you know, in my culture, this is what's normal. We need we need to acknowledge every culture has its rights to its its things. The paladin says, no, we must go crush your culture. Your culture is evil. Um, we now have some neat conflict. Like, well, maybe, maybe you can travel with us, but if we ever go to your homeland, I will have to slaughter everybody. So don't bring me home for dinner. And then the player goes, I don't see why the paladin's making such a big deal about this. I mean, who really wants to let a, you know, a bunch of people with inferior genetics survive? It's, we're doing them a favor. And y'all kind of stop and look around the table and go, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, anybody want to order pizza? And, I and think, like I said, if you if, if you again, you knew each other really well and you knew that it was just a backstory for a character that then was going to lead into something else in a design, then and it's all agreed upon that. Fine. You do you. You don't yuck other people's yums. But at the same time, if it's not acceptable at the table, don't bring it to the table. We should we should definitely yuck on things that are, though, generally considered like yuck. Yeah, again, should have been in the pre should have been in the Star Wars crawl preamble to the session zero. You know, these are things that I'm not having at my table. Yeah. Just, you know. And that's and that's the kind of thing that does happen. Yeah, that would be very awkward. And I but I keep picturing when someone said good players will never let in character drama become player conflict, my yeah. brain jumped to the I can think of some cases and there are hmm. places I cases I found myself in as a player. Um, And that's a player of privilege uh, where I've gone, this is not cricket. This is not something we like you entertaining. This is not a good thing. Yeah. We have a problem. Well, it's just a character. Well, is it though? And that's where it's like, I kind of like, it's been in my brain all day. of like, I kind of want to, like, this is why I could talk about this. Yeah. Uh, So, we used to have a, a guy at our table who would uh, would would punish punish his dice by throwing them at the wall, and and again, you know, this was like 1990, 
and there were no safety tools or whatever. And then it would be like, could you please not do that? I live here. Said and done, you know, and and then it was it was the option of, okay, I can leave the table because obviously he lives here. I do not. I'm, I'm, you know, so it, it there was a lot of things or like one guy we used to have would he would always he was always playing with a knife at the table and we're just like somebody's gonna lose an eye eventually could you could you not do that here the, ri- the ritual <laughs> you know? pun- the ritual punishing of the die everyone safety glasses on <laughs> yeah exactly face shields a riot shield that, you know you, you, you know that could be a really fun thing to bring into the table yeah <laughs> Okay, go for it. <laughs> or even things like, given how cheap dice are these days, in many cases, mm. like, yeah. this die is going to, to die death row. <laughs> and at the end of the session, we go out in the garage, and we put it up on the anvil, and we crush it. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's done. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, I will uh, digress to a, a Magic the Gathering story. Go for quick. it. Uh, at Magic the Gathering got really bloated really quickly. And so we started playing with a grill. We had a grill at the end of the table. And when something went into the into the graveyard, you just threw the card into the into the grill and it just burned away. Now, now in retrospect, thousands and thousands of dollars of magic cards had been burned away because of our you know our uh, uh, angst you had no idea you had no idea we had no idea none at all um Diaz also brings up the the idea too that having one player at the table who doesn't like graphic descriptions of violence and -hmm. other characters who are masters of combat so you just have to kind of find that sweet spot where everybody's having a good time which is usually the uh, the ultimate goal with these things. Yep. Um, to try to find that sweet spot where everyone's still having a good time and being, I mean, again, being re- and being respectful of all players at the table. Yep. Um, kind of like what my capstone thought on this is um, somebody posted on Twitter earlier today, I think it was Dice Drop, the mm. idea that you don't get to go to somebody else's table and tell them how to play. Mm. And I said, but I'll die. I, I added in, said, I'll die on the hill, though, of your table should be safe and inclusive. And if it's not, you're doing it wrong. And I will <laughs> die on that hill right. of like treating people as human beings at your, at your game table should not be uh, imposing my will on you. And if it is, I'm going to impose. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the, uh, I cannot tell you, I, there was a certain individual back in the day who was, who was like, I'm not kidding. He invited me to the table. And then it was one of those things where afterwards he's like, I can't believe you're, you're dishonoring me with your, with your attitude and, you know, your play style, blah, blah, blah. Just wait, time. Just, I'm dishonoring you, you. Yeah. And the table, you're bringing all this disrespect. And I'm like, yep. I don't need to be here because you've got some kind of little cult thing going on and I'm not going to be part of it. What, do, do you have any concept what disrespect you brought? I, I have a tendency to be a, a pretty, 
you know, outspoken or can be a flamboyant character oh. and and stuff. And I think it was one of those things where, no, I did I did what my character would do, and it it did not live up to what his story had in 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 you know where his story was going and what it was doing. And I'm like, well, yeah, you said I could bring my halfling fighter thief who worships who worships the god of you know chaos. Uh, it doesn't know he's a, actually a worshiper of Zagig. And he gets thrown campaign to campaign, and that's why I I play I play this one character, but I've played him in like eight campaigns. You said I could bring him to the table. What did you expect? <laughs> you know. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, I I see my lord. He draws his short sword and takes a knee. I <laughs> and and we're back to the most conflict comes from misaligned expectations. <laughs> exactly. What were you there expecting you. again? <laughs> um so what's been coming up what's what's been happening in the last week or what's coming up that has you excited for dungeons and dragons or other games you want to talk uh, some uh some news yeah yeah we you want to go there that. yeah go there yeah go there go there all right so i find it utterly amazing that a group of a group of D players they have a cartoon coming out this week about their D&D campaign that as 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 eight year old me, that would be a, the utter amazing dream. You know, that would be that would have been I, I, I my that would be a life goal. And I would be like, OK, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. How can I do anything more than this? That my D and D character, my D and D game, has been made into an animated series, like professionally, <laughs> and it's on a paid streaming. You know, can, can we take it up a step higher than that? Even sure. I linked it in chat. NPR yeah. has reviewed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, this isn't just like it's on a platform. It has mm -hmm. national media coverage and mm -hmm. reviews. Right. And good review. Like the, the review was yeah. very kind, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which NPR, the guy who does these, if it's who I think it is, let me check what the, what the byline is. It's yeah. not always uh, Glenn Weldon. If I remember right, he's been pretty harsh on a few other things. So, I mean, mm -hmm. he's not mm -hmm. a, a rubber stamper. Yeah. Well, so anyway, uh, Legend of Vox Machina is uh, the critical role um, uh, animated series. It comes out. Everything I've seen on it looks really good. I'm, I'm waiting for it. It's on Friday and uh, we'll see how it goes. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe next time I'll even give uh, some of my opinions on however the uh, I cannot remember if they're releasing it all at once so people can binge or if they're doing week after week. Now what platform so, is it streaming so we'll on? Uh, it's uh, Amazon. No. Amazon Prime? I think it's Prime. I'm pretty okay, sure it's Okay, then I can get to it. Because we, we have right. limited streaming services in the house. We mm -hmm. we had to cap ourselves at the, the big ones. Yeah. But I haven't, like, I haven't seen any of Picard. Because yeah. I just we just can't afford to pick up the service it, it, to get it. I exactly exactly that's I I am not it's a, I I have loved me some Trek in the day. 
but oh, yeah. I, I can't shell out just for just for some Star Trek. So, yep, I feel that I feel that yeah. um, one thing that's kind of fun for me with my gaming lately that I, I do want to comment on. And I'm actually mm. going to repeat the alert because it's it's crazy to me that this is a thing. Mm. But I have taken the artwork from the Convergence and from Dragon Heist and I have put them up on the merch store. Yeah. And and I'm not working that hard, but they're mm. selling. Nice. And it's a nice, little nice. it's a little bit weird to think that <laughs> like people are buying it. Um yep. it's really exciting. The one I'm the most proud of is I do have a tank top that I have two of them, one with Relona from um our Dragon Heist game and one with mm-hmm. Aveline from the Convergence that yeah. says I work out so I can do all the things my Dungeons and Dragons character can do. It, what's really great, what I love about that is when I played Dragon Heist, I created a character, Kronk Gorblast, and um, XA, a Goliath Gladiator. And because of Kronk, it's exactly what I did. I started working out. I lost 70 pounds, you know, and uh, in a year because because of my character, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, uh, so what happened was three hour session. I'm talking like that, you know, and the next day my my guts hurt. My diaphragm hurt. And I'm like, I am so out of shape. I can't even play someone who's strong. And so, yeah, so <laughs> I started, you know, I started working out then. So, yes, it's a very true statement. Awesome. Definitely. It's always amazing to, you know, have merch of your characters and stuff. And it's so, you know, it, it's so viable nowadays. Mm-hmm. Why the hell not? Yeah, it's it's been a real, real wacky trip. I'm um, I'm waiting on a shipment. I accidentally ordered the wrong size of stickers. For sticker oh. giveaways, I end up with little ones. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 I have to reorder these. So now when, when I do sticker giveaways, you either get a sticker or you get a mm. three-pack of mini stickers. Ah, cool, um, cool, cool. Because I, I obviously I can't – I'm not going to throw them out. But ah. um, I was also very proud to have made the cut. <laughs> Clarkton is, uh, is, is there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we have the whole – the hope is um, – yeah. and I've been talking to Liz because she's the big wild card for the last session – yeah. It's like I am planning to get everybody into the last session. So right, it will right. be one big epic finale of which yeah. um, what you do with it, I'm not entirely sure. There's a big turn point <laughs> in that last session. You're either going to do this or do that. Uh, mm. You get to pick one. Um, but that's it. Um, because running combat with seven players is going to be a trip and a half uh, <laughs> to try to balance. But it'll be fun. Whatever whatever yeah. you do will be epic and fun and crazy and end in great hijinks. Yep. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Tomorrow night we're continuing with the convergence where I have a dragon mm. on a, that, that has attacked them from behind a pile of rusted out cars and container trucks. Yeah. And we left off with the dragon on a overpa- freeway overpass sign uh, trying to eat the ranger who had climbed up it for a better shot. <laughs> and that's on my list of things like just oh. the visual I'm like I just this feels so like what I wanted out of this game right right I oh. wanted it to have these crazy fantasy apocalyptic postmodern moments right so I'm really geeked for that too that's fantastic that's in such a good a, such a 
good disjointed imagery too like you said you know this overpass and the sign and the ranger uh whew. very cool very cool do you have more games coming up because I, I could gush a pinch more before we start to wind down um yeah the uh i i i you know obviously my sandbox on saturday night is uh is fantastic i did play cthulhu this past week with the with the uk crew um again the 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 there's they have a sound deck and the the you know the music plays and we went to a hospital and then we went to we went to investigate it at uh um at a professor's office and there was this persian music playing in the background because there, there's this archaeologist expert and stuff so yeah it's a gorgeous uh, beautiful game they're 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 so fun to play with and then uh you know, uh, I got Wilder Myth on Sunday mornings, so you never be afraid to come check us out there. We've got, we're winding down. I think we've got one more chapter to the story we're in. So uh, it'll be a bunch of new characters. If you want to make a character and run through the stuff with, with me on Sunday mornings, you know, a, a couple weeks, we'll have a chance to have some new peeps in. So feel free to join us 10 a.m.-ish. Did Lantern Standard get retired? Time lantern yes uh chaptered out they uh they 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 retired and uh um somewhere i've got a shot that i have to send you it's a, a picture so i'll uh, i'll try to find that screenshot and send it along so um, cool and you you haven't come up in legacy yet either so we'll see how that works out it's really weird that the that when they when they offer you legacy characters they just like grab a couple and they're like you can have this one or this one for this story you know and uh so I love that game though. Wilder Myth, check it out. It is. I wish I I wish I had given I wish I had more time to give mm. it time. Because it does look fascinating. But unfortunately I whenever I get the 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 turn based strategy vibe, I go straight back to XCOM. <laughs> Every and someone someone said that um that it looks like we're gonna get a Star Wars turn based strategy game. Uh, in the coming mm. years and i'm like i would i would go full-time streamer with mm. xcom star wars edition <laughs> like i don't care if it's financially viable yeah. i would just stream that thing 10 hours a day six days a week wookie brawler here i come oh yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um but I am geeked for Dragon Heist. We're going to do that again on Wednesday. You're on standby mm -hmm. this week, if I remember right. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but we actually have the full original cast will be there for that oh, game, nice, which nice. is which is neat to get them all back together for the first time in a few weeks. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'm currently casting for two more games. Oh, nice. Um, like, like long haul or? Uh, long haul. Mm -hmm. So Dragon Heist is wrapping up at the end of February. And I would like mid-March to start Ravenloft 1918. That's right. That's that's right. on my you're, radar. You're, you're you're flipping the script a little bit on that one. Yep. Yeah. We've got we've got one player confirmed. I'm not saying who yet. Mm -hmm. um, we are still sticking with fifth edition D and D, um, even though I know I know for a fact we are. I'm pushing a hexagonal peg into a round hole. <laughs> I, and, and I know people are already like you're running a modern game with fifth edition. Like that is not the right, that, that is mm -hmm. not, that's a hexagonal peg and a round hole, man. Mm -hmm. I know this, mm -hmm. 
but there are so many good tools for both streaming it and for playing it at distance. I mm. just don't want to muck, muck around with other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to rewrite all the encounters from from the adventure because they're they're good encounters and they're fun. Um, I'd rather just say, oh, you're you're a ranger. Cool. Here's your bow. It looks mm -hmm. like a long rifle. <laughs> there we go. Now we can still role play it. It's just that the dice don't change any. The game balance doesn't change any. The characters no. are still have their motivations. Um, is this really quick, sweetie? I'll be up in 10 minutes. Yeah, just put a new new skin on whatever it is. Uh -huh. Let's go. Yeah, you that's know. my plan for that. Um, I think the convergence, we're, we just finished episode 9. I said it would go between 10 and 15. We're probably going to go 15 to 20. So oh, wow. I've got a yeah, couple yeah. of weeks for that hmm. um, before I have to worry about it. Um, but I'm starting to, to, to muse on the idea of a Saturday morning cartoons. Mm. So it'll probably be D&D, &D, something yeah. I don't have to. Savage Worlds was pretty good at having some good mashups. I remember we, we've had talks about Savage Worlds before. Mm -hmm. Um I don't want to do heavy prep, but I'm, I realized I'm playing. I'm I'm streaming every Saturday morning. Yeah. I would be I'd be comfortable DMing if it's yeah. something published that we could just sit down. I just have to tweak it and we can play it. I'm totally digging that as something <laughs> that I might do if there's interest. Now I know, I know, 8 a.m. Saturdays is not everybody's jam. Right, right. But I also, but I can I can I suggest Witchlight. Uh, 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 um, I say that because there is some definitely cartoony bits and there's an homage <laughs> to the D&D &D Saturday morning cartoon really? in it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to give any spoilers, but 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll have to um, I'll have to explore that. Um, yeah. I was leaning towards the Lost City which mm. was uh, one of the first adventures I ever ran. And it was back in the era of kick down the door, kill the monster, take its stuff. Sometimes kick down the door, talk to the NPCs, mm. and then go to the next door. <laughs> it was in that era of dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons, which I kind of want to get, I want to kind of play a little bit of or run a little bit of just for that, like low key, no moral quandaries, no big role play moments. The role play moments are players going, or characters going, wow, that was a heck of a scrap. Yes, it was. You were pretty good in it. Yes, but not as good as you were. Like, just a little bit of that low key. Lost City is also one of those that is one of the first D&D modules that had, like, factions. Mm -hmm. But they don't really matter. I yeah. mean, you, you either can do something with them or just like you said, kick in the door. Ha ha, crossbow. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I'm open to other things. I'll check out the, the witch mm -hmm. light. I just bought the Undermountain because mm. my Candlekeep group, which we play monthly on Saturdays right now, yeah. um, has expressly asked for a series of adventures where they can kick down the door and kill the monsters. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. that's a group of relatively new players. So when I when I mentioned the awning portal as they were in Waterdeep, I mentioned, oh, there's the awning portal. And I it didn't click until after I said it, and they all kind of went, the what? Mm. I was like, oh, let me explain. <laughs> and they're all like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> we want to go in the Undermountain. 
And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> we could do that. And I, I flirted with it. And all of a sudden, a couple people in chat were like, here's money. Buy it. I'm like, I mm. guess we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they're done with their current Candlekeep adventure, we're going to switch to um, a level of Undermountain. And nice. I was all geeked. And I bought it. And I opened mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, oh, look, factions mm-hmm. and alliances and, and peace. And I'm like, this is not kick down door kill monsters. Yeah. And it's and it's 100 plus pages of, of, of map of next of next of map of next, you know, mega dungeon. Yeah. So whew. we might just run it as kick down door kill monsters. Cause that's what the PCs want for, for a few mm. sessions. And I don't blame them. I have a monk that's like seventh level. She really wants a chance to just go full Jackie Chan on some stuff. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't get a lot of chances to go full Jackie Chan. And I think it's starting yeah. to get to her. Because she's read all the rules. She knows everything yeah. she can do. She just needs a chance to do that. So that's what I got coming up. So um, like I said, yeah, I'm thinking about adding a third regular game. All right. Well, well it's that or I keep playing Medieval Dynasty, which again, for a survival game, mm-hmm. is crazy zen. Hmm. It's really, it's a city management game that you just have to yeah. build all the buildings yourself. <laughs> that's the way I play it. I, that's how I'm doing it. Oh, like, nice. you know, I'm, I can't just drop a weaver hut. I have to go get all the logs and build mm. the weaver hut and then go find a weaver and ask her to move into it. Because <laughs> um, that's the way I play it. You don't have to, but because someone came by like, wow, you have a lot of people in your town. I'm in year 10 and there's like me and my wife. Mm. Like, mm. That's the way I roll, man. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So as we wind down, um, any wrap-up thoughts for our podcast friends? Ooh. um, So there is, there is, how to to put this, conversations that start with a finger often end with a fist. So if, if things get heated enough to where you're going you're, you're gonna to start pointing a finger at someone, it's probably time to walk away. And on that note, thank you for downloading the podcast and listening to it. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice. It'll help other people find the show um, and enjoy it themselves. Uh, If you have a minute, please consider stopping by SweetSteam.com, one of the sponsors of the show. You can use the code STEAMNOIR over there at sweetsteam.com to take 5% off your order. And I have to tell you, thanks to the supply chain, they don't have a lot of chocolates left. If you want to get some of their goodies, you got to get in there. Um, Or bookmark it for later and get in there when they restock because these things do not last very long before somebody scoops them up. Um, We're having a character conflict via text message. I believe it. Um, Thank you for listening. If you have thoughts, feel free to hit either of us on the Twitters at Lantern Noir or at Greybeard Tavern. And uh, you're also welcome to send us an email at oldtimertavern at gmail.com. 
if you agreed with us, if you disagreed with us, if you have a topic suggestion, all of those are welcome anywhere you can give them to us. We guarantee we will talk about them next time we sit down. Until that time that we do sit down, as Greybeard said, remember, a finger pointed can lead to a fist thrown. And wherever you are and however you game, stay safe. Okay, so if you're here on Twitch, thanks for hanging out with us. It was fun. It's always good to have an active and engaged chat, even when we forget to do things like put up trigger warnings, because we forgot to do that. Um, mm. I didn't think we were going to, and then we were. And then it's like, oh, okay, now we're doing the thing. <laughs> um, okay. What I think we're going to do to send you on, we have not raided into this guy, um, but he's a friend of a friend of a friend. Um, I think he's one of Lenarius's mods. Um, and he's uh, playing through, like, I'm looking down my list of friends uh, of who's playing what and doing what. And actually, no, I have a better idea where we're going to go. Um, this is another friend of a friend. Um, and she is playing through Horizon Zero Dawn. It's her first playthrough. She's a new D&Der. Her boyfriend just introduced her to it. Nice. Um, and so it'd be kind of fun to go share some love over there. Uh, meanwhile, as you slightly overheard, I have to go feed the little one because uh, she's starting to feel the hungers. Um, mm -hmm. I play and run dark games, so I have plenty of challenging stories. Yeah, mm. that can happen. And you're always welcome to join us over on um, the Discord to talk about these things. Yeah. We, we do not... Maybe it's that. Oh, there it goes. It did come through. Um, we don't shy away from those conversations. Um, in the meantime, thanks for coming. Say hello to Gambit when you get there. She's an amazing content creator. You're going to have fun chilling out with her. We will see everybody back here in two weeks. We will tell you in two weeks minus 15 minutes what we're talking about <laughs> when, that, when we get there. All right, folks. Y'all have a good time. We'll see you next time. Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern is a proud part of the Inverse Genius Network of Content. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice. They give valuable feedback for the hosts and help others find this amazing content.